0: Allahu Rabbi al Rahman al Rahim. Alhamdulillah, Rabbi al Alam. Inna Allahu Wasallimu barik ala sainna Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahibihi wa sallim. Taslima. Allahu Wasallim ala sainna Muhammad. An tabb al Qulubi wa dawaiya wa aafiyat al Abdani wa shifa ya. Munoor al Abassari wa diayya. Wa ala alihi wa sahibihi wa sallim. Taslima. Welcome everybody to the twelfth. Is this number twelve? Number twelve. Twelfth. Nothing but facts. Live stream. And I love doing these live stream with you and uh taking your questions and every Monday from here on we're going to be doing okay what is what we've called the seerah of the Quran which is basically the circumstance in which things were verses were revealed okay we have circumstances in which uh the ayats were revealed and we're going to study what these circumstances were now there's a rule of thumb here is that just because a verse was revealed in a certain circumstance does not limit its the, the legal implications of the verse. So just because it was revealed at a certain circumstance does not mean it's limited to that situation. The legal implications of a verse are based upon the language of the verse. Okay? What the language of the verse allows even if it's not related to the circumstance of its revelation so today let's go to with al muawwidhatayn al muawwidhatayn you should you should know this word what it means it means uh, uh, the two surahs that be, have the word in it qul a'udhu birabbil falq qul a'udhu birabbin nas imam al bayhaqi you got to know who imam al bayhaqi is he is the biographer of imam shafii and he is the one who filled in a lot of uh, areas that a Shafi'i either it was not clear what a Shafi'i meant or that he hadn't commented on it. He is a huge figure in the Shafi'i Madhahab and he's very early on in, but he's considered the last of the direct muhaddithin, Imam al-Bayhaqi. His book is considered one of the last books of direct Hadith where you get the Hadith directly from um, with the full chain. And he has a great book called Dala'il al-Nubuwa and he says here that Ibn Abbas says the Messenger وسلم, got very sick. الله الله so two angels came to him in his dream. One at his head and the other at his feet. الَّذِي عِنْدَ رجلي, the one who said, who was at his feet, said, للذي عِنْدَ رَأْسِي said to the angel at his head, Tara uh, مَا ترا, what do you think is happening? Prophet is sick. Why is he sick? Black magic. What is black magic? Black magic is usage of jins to bother somebody. So, by the way, we have a guest today. A very special guest. You're going to see him. I'm going to keep you in suspense. All right. Locals will know him very well. Uh, you're, you'll see him when we start our Q&A section. He says... Who did black magic on the Messenger of Allah? Labid ibn al-Asam, one of the Jews of Medina. Where is it? Where is the black magic? فلان, in the well of so-and-so, under صَخْرَةٍ under a rock, فِي a rock, under al rock, thumma خُذُوا وَأَحْرِقُوهَا okay it was in like a like a leaf wrapped under a rock in a well right far away you never you never would have found this right but the messenger of allah sallallahu he did receive this sihr done against him because sihr in the is at the same level of sickness there's no difference and it's at the it's a sort of a combination of sickness and an attack. Can a prophet get attacked? Well, a prophet could get killed, right? Many prophets got killed. Can a prophet get sick? Yes. So p- some people have this allergy. Black magic cannot touch the prophets. of a sudden, where are you getting this from? It, black magic, is it, wh- who, what is black magic? It's jinns, whispering. Humans do far worse than that to prophets. Humans hit prophets with swords. They kill prophets, right? Black magic is much less than that. Prophets get sick, say, now, you've got very sick. Right? And the Prophet Muhammad got sick and he would forget which day of his wives it was for him to visit. Right? That's what they would confuse him at. So we'd go to one and he would think, Wh- whose day is it? So why did the Prophet sallallahu uh, alayhi receive this? To show us how, what the solution is. And that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi in insofar as a matter, doesn't disallow him from fulfilling the function of prophethood. He suffers everything that we suffer so that we could see that. So, for example, what does the prophet not suffer? The prophet I said him would not suffer, for example, blindness or paralysis because he's got to lead us in wars, okay? So he wouldn't suffer those things. So he wouldn't suffer the things that would obstruct the uh, fulfillment of his message. But he suffered many other things, all right? Uh, the greatest of you in tribulation is the prophets, okay? So then the angels instructed what to do. And they went and did that, burn it. Okay, so when the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم woke up, he sent Ammar ibn Yasir. Ammar ibn Yasir, one of the early converts who the prophet said, "Iman is in his bone marrow." Right? That's how much of a mu'min he is. Okay, and the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم, uh, foretold, al Ammar ibn Yasir will be killed by the rebellious party. That means there will be a Muslim party, a group of Muslims. They're rebellious and they're going to kill him. He was killed by whom? By the Syrians. And uh, uh, by the Syrians. The Syri- when we say Syrians, we don't mean the Syrians like the Syrians of today, uh, Irish lookalikes. No, we're talking about the Arabs who lived in Syria. They moved from Arabia, from Hijaz, from the different parts of Arabia as Sahaba and Tabi'in, tabi'in mostly, and that army was Tabi'in. And they moved to Syria to live in Syria. Okay, so uh, they did kill him, which if they're the fi'ah al then who's the, who's the who, which fi'a is on the haqq? Obviously, Sayyidina Ali. So Ammar ibn Yasir is very important in that in that seerah. He, uh, he stood up to make an announcement that everyone should make peace and stop fighting Sayyidina Ali, and when he stood up, they killed him. So that's Ammar ibn Yasir. So the Prophet ordered him, Ammar ibn Yasir, to go... Uh, and, f- and another group of people to go to that area to, to take out all the water and to get the rock. Okay. And then they burned it all. فَإِذَا فِيهَا When they burned it, around it, then they found 11 knots. Okay. And then these surahs were revealed for that purpose and that's why they amount to 11 ayahs. Surah Al-Faraq and Surah Al-Nas are 11 ayahs, okay. shahid Biduna And Imam Siyuti is telling us there's a shahid. What is a shahid? A- another piece of evidence, right? Another hadith that relates to this. Okay. And then uh, he says it's, it's in the sahih, sahih bukhari When the hadith scholars say as-sahih, they mean al-bukhari. But without mention of Surah Al-Falaq and Surah Al-Nas. Now, by the way, when you read in Asbab ibn Azur, when it says that then these verses were revealed, it doesn't necessarily mean that they were only revealed for that circumstance. Okay? It means that the Surahs fit and they were utilized for this circumstance. Okay? من طريق أبي جعفر الرازي عن الربيع uh, uh, ابن أنس uh, عن أنس بن مالك قال صنعت صنعت اليهود لرسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم شيئاً. Some of the Jews of Medina they cooked something up for the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. فاصابه من ذلك وجع شديد. He became he suffered extreme pain. Okay. فدخل عليه أصحابه فظنوا أنه لما به. Alright. فأتاه جبريل بالمعوذتين. Okay, the, the companions visited him. Sayyidina Jibreel came with the right, The two surahs Al Falak wa Nas. ila ashabihi sahihan. And when the Prophet recited them, right, then he came out healthy. So there's different parts. Different Hadith tells about the story, but this is. So, some people may ask, and we should discuss this because a lot of people get nervous around subjects of the jinn. Now, firstly, you don't want to talk too much about jinn. You, it's almost like you attract it, right? If, if you talk too much about it, you might start, it's just everything becomes on your mind. If, you, if your tip of your pencil breaks, jinn, yeah. right? So uh, there is two ways that jinn is done. One way is, is kufr, bil-lah, okay? And that is when you're utilizing shayatin al-jinn. There are some jinn who are shayatin, And a jinn could be a mu'min. And he could be a regular kafir and he could be a shaitan, follower of iblis but there's another way that a lot of muslims and you find this in some fake sufi circles where they're actually using muslim jinn and that's why they're able to do dhikr Allah because doesn't dhikr put away the shayateen so how is it that you have some sufi circles okay, where they're doing dhikr dressed in sunnah reciting quran praying five times a day calling the adhan and they use jinn. So one of the things is that they believe that they're using jinn for a good purpose. Of course, it's hana, right? But they're using jinn for a good purpose. You like to whisper in people, follow the sheikh, right? Or, okay, uh, they're u- and they're using sinful Muslim jinn. Their Muslim jinn are not all angels, right? They're not all wonderful. There are sinful Muslim jinns who will obey this and follow this. And there's a book. I'm not going to mention the title of the book that they, they, you could read all these, they're spells. They're literally spells, right? These are like Muslim Wiccans, right? <laughs> they, they, you, they give you a, a necklace, it's got all sorts of languages in it, extinct languages, numbers, numerologies, right? Triangles, pyramids, upside down things with numbers and, and Syriac writing. That's a sign that a Muslim jinn is being used, right? Okay, by a fake sheikh. He's, he, he may be a sheikh, be he's sinful. He's a major sin, what he's doing, right? Major sin. And I've seen it in many cases where the person, like let's say loses that necklace or takes it off. All of a sudden, all their love for the sheikh is gone. So it was almost like whispering, whispering, whispering. And sometimes the whispering is so strong, you'll see someone who just started with the sheikh and he's selling his home for the sheikh. He's sacrificing his job for the sheikh. What the heck? And you look at them and they're like hazy-eyed. Some sihr is being utilized here. So that's a sihr that's done by people who are so-called, like in an Islamic uh, 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 vibe to them, and a Sufi vibe to them, okay? Because they could tuck in through, the, through Sufism and go to the ignorant people and do this, all right? All right, let's open it up. Uh, Shiroz, what you got for us?
1: All right, let's look, let's look at it.
0: Mm. <clears throat> Give me a second. Let me look little about it. Like, you long ever, long you long have long. Uh, a situation with jinns? Me? No, yeah. I've never had a situation with Jim You're lucky. I,
1: I have a friend that loves looking up gin videos on YouTube. So what's wrong with him? I
0: don't know. He's not I, good I'm, with his I'm gonna I'm gonna have to talk to him after this. He needs <laughs> he needs help. Okay, let's see. I'm
1: on on Facebook or Instagram?
0: Insta. Or what what do you have from yourself? I have Instagram and Facebook. No no from yourself. What do you have uh, any comments from yourself?
1: Comments from myself? Yeah. Um I don't know. I mean I, I think people um one thing i've heard about recently is people talking about uh this big with younger people Is talking about jins falling in love with people
0: oh my goodness This is a it thing. is possible it is right? it this is, is very possible i know an imam i know an imam yeah. a female he's a qari hafiz he's wonderful no funny business with this sheikh there is a female jinn in his house that is in love with him she loves him right if he's half asleep, right? If he's just like half asleep, she's a Muslim jinn. Because a real jinn could not come near him. Because he recites Quran all day. A shaitan al-jinn. She's a Muslim jinn. When he's asleep, he's between sleep and wake. Mm-hmm. He feels, he dreams and feels. Someone kissing him, Ooh. touching him. He steals it, right? That's and great. he's like, am I having a dream? And he, he's half awake. And he feels it. Once he becomes fully awake, it's gone, right? Yeah. Then he told me, every time I go and I sit with my wife, something happens in the house. Banging, knocking something over. She gets jealous. Jealous, Jim. Yeah. I have to follow up with him what happened. Yeah. But he called me one time and he said, well, what's going on? What's the ruling of this, right? So it, it is something that happens. And Imam has a fatwa. He forbids the marriage of a Jin. To a djinn. Now, mm-hmm. he says he forbids it not because it's haram in itself, right? So that, that means he recognizes it is possible for a man and a jinn to marry. Okay. Because at some point, um, some kind of portal opens up in some people's head, mm-hmm. and they could see the jinn.
1: But can other people see the jinn too? Could the, can the jinn come in human form? A like can, a, I, like, I
0: believe that jinn can come in a human form, yeah. Okay. But when they're talking about this, that some kind of portal opens up so one specific person sees one specific jinn. Uh, and then, but Malik says, but I prohibit it because sh- if she gets pregnant without having a Shara'i marriage to a human, then any girl could get pregnant and say, oh, I married a jinn. <laughs> right? And he said this would make facet. But what it indicates is that Imam Malik himself recognized the possibility yeah. for men and jinn to marry. So they can procreate. They can procreate too.
1: So you can have a half man, half jinn baby.
0: You never know who is. Right, uh, <laughs> uh, there's some people on the top of my mind. Might be- <laughs> Jin have uh, the form of humans, but it is said that their lips are bigger, their head is proportionally bigger, yeah, right, and they have the lips of like a fish almost, and their heads are proportionally bigger, right, okay. than humans. That, and that's their form, and of course they're made of this energy that they could go from here to China in a second, right. And that's the form of jinn.
1: Someone, someone's asking if you've ever witnessed or come across any
0: yourself. One time I had a situation with a jinn and alhamdulillah, he was not an evil jinn. He was a jinn that was a, in, a, in, a, in a place that we rent, had to rent out that was abandoned. And then he ended up, uh, that jinn ended up being upset that we moved in. Right. And, but the jinn was not evil. He was not harming us or anything. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we'd lock the door and they can't come in. So we'd bang it on the door and we, that the light sensor didn't go off, right? So I thought like a criminal, my wife called me, right? Yeah. She said, someone's banging on the door, but the light sensor didn't go off. You know when there's oh, a light sensor? Yeah, yeah. But someone's banging on the door. I ran from work, drove around, drove like a madman, to see who's trying to bang on our door. But yeah. it's, like, it's like 9.30 at night. Oh. I was gonna commit a crime at 9.30 at night. Well, somebody might. You never know. <laughs> but uh, that was one thing. Another thing she said, like, the water would turn on by itself, right? Oh. So we actually got a gin doctor. It's the first, yeah. only, first and only time, and it's last time I ever what? had to consult a gin doctor.
1: Where do you even find a gin doctor?
0: I can help you, right? <laughs> <laughs> I have connections, yeah. no offense or anything, but so many daisies in the area, you learn this stuff, yeah, right? Sure. I learned about biryani, I learned about gin, right? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So, uh, so he came in and he said, don't do anything. Just, just, uh, one, one man I consulted to, one of them said, recite Surah al-baqarah every single day on water, then sprinkle the water around. Right. I did that. It was tiring, but I did it. It was good for a Dean anyway, like yeah. your own Yeah. But, uh, that wasn't what helped the other one that of course, Surah al-baqarah helps, but this jinn was not evil. What the other one told me, he came back to me in like four days. He said, yeah, you did have a jinn but we we asked him to move i was like what does mean we asked him to move? what's going on no (laughs) one visited our house right they just said send us the 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 corner of the house the picture of the house Mm -hmm. and your mom's name okay Okay. so i did that and then um in three four days he came and he told me i could it's almost like a movie yeah almost like a kid's cartoon he said what happens is our grandfather he has a portal with the gin talks to the gin and then he, he who helps him out the tablighi jinn <laughs> okay <laughs> okay some of their followers are jins and they're all over the world doing tabligh right so he said you owe gratitude to the tablighi jinn they came to your house they saw this guy this other jinn was a gorilla shaped jinn a gorilla shaped gorilla shaped jinn and he was injured by a street fight with other jinns of south brunswick right and then, of course, is this fund, I'll, I'll, I, that's why it's <laughs> a joke, right? You think it's a complete joke. That's the yeah. jinn world. Everything is, you know, Khurafa is a human being. Yeah. The word Khurafa means nonsense. Khurafa is a human being who lived in the time of the uh, before the Prophet. He was captured and he was taken to the kingdom of the jinn for a couple yeah. years. Then they returned him. He came back and his wife was complaining. What he said that he did in those like four years is complete insane, insanity because it's just, you don't believe this, right? But he did tell me that they went in and they asked him to kindly leave, you're bothering these family. These are Muslims like us, they're our friends. We got their back. He's like, I don't have any harm, but I have no other home. He said, just find another home. Wow. So it is sort of believable in the sense that there's no drama there. It's actually pretty boring of a gen story, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's actually makes no. It but believable. I mean,
1: but a gorilla-shaped Jinn injured from a street fight with other Jinn's in South Brunswick sounds a crazy. Crazy, that is a bit crazy, All right? So how how do these like I mean, you're, you're like these gin doctors, like what like what are they studying to like? Ah, uh, like, bro. Like how how, how does it the bleage just have like a follower like you know a set of Jinn okay. followers and then every... they're on their Jinn missions to like combat? Yeah, do Da'owa. <laughs> yeah Yeah.
0: Uh, every uh, the Jinn follow the 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 languages and the religions of the humans. Okay. Right. That's what the jinn uh, follows. The languages and the religions of humans. So there are are jinn's of all sorts of persuasions. Remember, for example, in the Quran, there were Jewish jinn. Right. Mm. Right. They were said, we we have a book after Musa. They were Jewish jinn. Right. So uh, there are they they follow the religions of humans. Mm. Right. I'm more into angels, to be honest with you. I'd, I'd be much more interested in angels than jins but
1: see, see I'm, I'm more like i just try to ignore
0: you have to ignore it
1: i just try to ignore you can't it because i don't want to think like about that. it or talk about you can't it. go living like because now you got it in my head that there might be like a you know gorilla shaped jinn that <laughs>
0: and here's the thing many people had they have this obsession with jinn but the jinn is has limits yeah jinn is not all powerful right the jinn has limits the jinn can't just do whatever he wants right and if you're a muslim and you recite quran and you make wudu you're not going to come, the shayateen al-jinn won't come near you. Mm-hmm. Muslim jinn, you don't have to worry about. Okay. All right? Uh, like a righteous person, you don't have to worry about he's going to kill you, mm-hmm. right? Likewise, a righteous Muslim jinn is not going to touch you. It's the shayateen al-jinn. And uh, you should also be careful of seeking protection by using ta'wiz that you don't know, that someone says, don't open it. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't I open it? What's, what's wrong with what's going to be inside of it, right? Yeah. So the ta'weed that is permissible, it is permissible. Not only mm-hmm. that, it's manduba in the risale of Ibn Abizaid, mm-hmm. right? It's permissible to, to, to wear a ta'weez, especially for kids who don't know how to recite the Qur'an, right. but it has Qur'an inside of it. Mm-hmm. And they wrap it in leather so that you can go to the bathroom with it.
1: Uh, interesting. That's
0: why they wrap it in a leather right. strap, okay? Because the leather is like skin, right? right? And, and you can go into the Qur'an with it and, and, and go to the places that have najasa on, on stuff right. with it. We have a good question. Everybody. Let's hear it.
2: Someone asked if the things that we see when you're half awake, half asleep, if these are hallucinations or if they're from the jinn. They said they've been dealing with it for about 10 years. What's that? They asked if the things that you see when you're half awake are hallucination or from the
0: jinn. Allah, uh, 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 Adam, drug use and jinn is all mixed up to me. Drug use and jinn mm-hmm. is all mixed up.
2: So, so they're saying when you're in like a half-sleep state, though. Like you know, sleep paralysis,
0: these types of things. Some people say that there is some of the jinn with that. Well Allah
1: Because I have sleep paralysis a few times a year. Yeah. 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 So hopefully it's not jinn.
0: Allah Adam. I mean I if if a if a person keeps their wudu and recites the Quran, yeah. you're not it's very hard to be permanently harmed. Of course with can happen to anybody. Right. Shaitan could do wiswest to anybody. Right? But the, and by the way, I'm not interested in this topic of jinn, except yeah. that it came up. As our first, uh, as Bab right. al Nuzul uh, in, uh, in Surah Al Falaq al Nas. Okay, he's uh, instantaneous, says, Instantalia. How can he, we learn to trust Allah more when you have a secular science focused education? All right, right, let's. that's we're moving away from jinn. Fine, uh, I don't mind that at all. Uh, by the way, you, you can't go too so much in jinn because if you mess around with the wrong ones, they can harm you. If they don't harm you, they'll harm your family. But uh, how do you trust Allah Ta'ala more when you have a secular science-focused education? All the sciences, for example, when they're studying physical cause and effect, you have to ask who created that cause and effect, right? Who is the khaliq of that cause and effect? You know? Uh, If you recite all over the Qur'an, it tells you this is the way things are. For example, I think it is surat... Al, uh, Al-An'am I believe Which mentions Allah sends the rain And the rain settles In the earth mm-hmm. And if Allah wanted to remove it all He could have removed it all All right, He could have removed it all So there could be a- a- earth without any water on it So it is this way Not for any other reason Except that's how Allah wanted to and scientifically, you're going to trace it back. Oh, well, there's water on the earth because there was rain. Well, there is rain because this. There is this. You're just going to keep going back. Well, well what's? Why is there an original cause? So all these causation, this this uh, uh, link of uh, constant chain of causation is nothing other than all of them, none of them have to be that way. It's only that way because it's how Allah wanted it to be. right? Mm-hmm. So I, I would think that actually the more you study Cause and effect in the world it should increase a person's Iman and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mention of uh, of his creative power. Right. And that everything's created by knowledge, by haq, by wisdom. You know. This bro- brother is saying ta'weez it should only have the Quran with dhikr that we know. The Quran and the dhikr that we know. That's what a ta'weez should have. And tawheed is only needed, and the Sahaba used it, by the way, for the kids who didn't know how to recite the Qur'an. Once he knows how to recite the Qur'an, recite it yourself. It's better. Uh, can you check the question box? Sure. I don't see anything in the question box, so send it again. Mm. See anything in the question box? Let me
2: see. Doctor huh? We have a good one about uh, shaheeds. Let's see. Is it permissible to make du'a for them, given that Allah has guaranteed them paradise?
0: Say again. A shaheed? Yes. You can make du'a for a shaheed for increase of their rank shaheed is guaranteed paradise but oh. you may make dua for them for an increase of their ranks right an increase and they will receive your uh, uh, your gift okay uh, people when they talk about the unseen they have this weird thing in their head that this is like a power opposed to allah ta'ala no the prophet ﷺ in surah in the mawaditain as nuzul of the mawaditain he received this so the exactly that the people should know that it's just it's no different than a sickness or human abusing another human right and if a human abuses you it's yes by the permission of allah for there's a wisdom for it Hmm. next the
1: the questions are i think the question box is on instagram
0: the question yeah i'm I'm here but i don't okay i see him here all right let's take a couple questions here from Instant says, it emphasizes skepticism so much. Intellectually, I understand linear regression. When I make dua, I feel skeptical as a reflex. All right, easy solution to that is you have to do a lot of ibadah. Someone who has skepticism and doubt, he should do a lot of ibadah. This is the cure. From other skeptics and atheists who told me this. All right, one atheist, he's a very good Muslim now, alhamdulillah. He told me the solution to this the, their training as a biologist and a scientist was to do a lot of abed, a lot of sunan, a lot of recitation of Qur'an and get used to submitting themselves to Allah and believing it and making dua and reciting Qur'an and that skepticism slowly it will go away. Okay. Uh, okay, Al-Murabita says, how do you advise to get rid of religious imposter syndrome? A religious imposter, if he's like trying to be a sheikh? ask him, do you have other shayyukh that vouch for you? right peer review okay do, do you have other people that you could say uh that you studied with right. can we contact them right. i can give you some of my Fiqh teachers right now mm-hmm. you could go talk to them on the phone if you want if you don't like something i say you go complain to them i try never to say it. i mean i shouldn't but i definitely don't pretty much don't think i've ever said anything that goes outside of that wouldn't want that to be shared right. with the Fiqh teachers that i have He's in Egypt, actually. What about dead babies' children? Why pray for rahma? You can pray for an increase of their rank or Rahmah, uh, even if they're in Jannah, because there's an increase of their ra- rank. Okay. Hamza Q says, What are your thoughts on Mufti rappers?
2: What is he talking <laughs> about, Sharos? <laughs> I, no, I have no idea. I never heard of
0: that. <laughs> Sometimes there are raptor, rappers turned side of ilm. You never know. That's, that's true. You never know what might happen. <laughs> Kay Magid says, Similar to the question someone else, I study humanities, literature at uni, how can I reaffirm my iman and make it halal, especially when studying theories that aren't Islamic? Again, uh, as much time as you spend with them, you need to spend time in the masajid. And you need to do a lot of ibadah. I'm telling you, a lot of ibadah is something uh, that purifies so much. It removes so much, like sunnah, sunnah prayers, recitation of Quran daily, awrad in the morning evening, du'a. Any good deed, that ibadah, it puts you in line with Allah Ta'ala and all that other stuff just goes away. All those shukuk and darknesses, okay? Let's go to the question box. Ummah Joseph says um, about hallucinations. Really, Allah alam, I don't have much knowledge about that. Um, Anything about hallucinations could be shayateen, could be... Figment of imagination? Allahu anam. to be honest with you. Okay. Uh, ruqya. What is a ruqya shari'iyah? A ruqya shari'iyah is a dua lams That's it. It's dua with touching. Oh. A, the, that's, I have a pain in my shoulder. It's recitation of ayat al shifa. What are the ayat al shifa? There's al fatiha, al kursi, the ayat that mention. Shifa in it, al al ikhlas. Okay, there are, we reveal from the Quran what is a, a cure, a healing, and a mercy to the believers. Which, what does that mean? Not every ayah is ayatul rahmah. What's the proof of that? We don't say, Bismillah rahman rahim in front of Surah al right? Because there's jihad in it and war and killing, okay commandments to do wars we have war in our religion you want a religion you want to live in a kingdom without an army right we have war in our religion Mm -hmm. it's not something that we love to do the prophet said Mm -hmm. don't desire to meet the enemy but would you like to live in a in a in a a world in a with a country that doesn't have an army would you feel safe with that so we have an army in our religion in our countries so uh not every verse is a shifa Right. Of course, all the, the Quran in general is a shifa. But for the purpose of ruqya, when min al-Quran, ma shifa wa So you recite those verses and you recite any of the azkara that are masnuna and mashrua, and you put your hands on the pain, and that's ruqya. Anyone can do it. Yes. Question.
2: First, I'm just wondering: Do you have any good stories from from like things like that happening?
0: Of ruqya.
2: Yeah,
1: That sounds like something yeah. that happens a lot in
0: the UK <laughs> Ruqya, Ruqya um, from Ruqya can be from many things And including sicknesses Ruqya sharia can be from sicknesses And yes there are many stories that I Did not see myself but I, wa- I Listened to the narrations of the stories Or the transmissions of these stories Okay uh, uh, And they recited uh, A salah on the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi and they had tumors. People had tumors, mm-hmm. and the tumors shrunk wow. over time by reciting Salah on the Messenger, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. That's a story that I heard from one of the, the the reliable Syrian shiuch. Because when you hear a story, you don't want to be fooled by a story that's fake, right? You want to hear a story that's true, and so you got to go into this to, to the reliable shiuch, the shiuch that know how to check if a story is real or it's a fraud, right? And so this Syrian scholar, he narrates a story of a woman who had a tumor in her body, okay? And then uh, she started reciting Salah on the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi every day, all day. And then as the time went on, they're going to operate upon her to remove it. Slowly, 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 it shrunk, right. kept shrinking, right? It seems as if the stress, Allah Alam, maybe the stress was causing this, mm-hmm. and then the stress just decreased and decreased and decreased, Allah yeah. knows best. Okay, all right. Let's go to uh, what else you got. Uh,
2: so, how do we balance when we're trying to compete with others in the dean, trying to elevate ourselves in the dean without becoming arrogant or without putting other people down?
0: How do you advance in anything, even especially dean, without becoming arrogant or putting people down? And the answer to that is, is that we should do all of the things that are in the dean. Okay, we should do all things that are in the dean. And if you practice all of the commandments and sunan and nawafil that are in the deen, one of them will cause you to be humble. Mm. You'll force you to be humble. So if all you do is fiqh and, and lectures, you're going to become arrogant, right? Yeah. But if you, if you do the other things in the deen, such as um, that involve more social things, where they're thankless, right. volunteering, helping out, mopping up, right? Things like that. Uh, they make you humble you know and or or they'll slow down your growth mm. they'll slow down your growth right and so it won't get to your head too quickly
1: so so to follow up on that mm. now this is this is this is a question that comes up with a lot of people mm-hmm. which is how do you balance that idea of that you know you're worried about your you're so concerned about your own sins and your own faults yeah but when people like when you live in this society where s- certain sins become very common normal and you know and, uh, and prevalent how you call those sins out without also driving people away who are maybe not as strong in their iman right?
0: okay that's, that's a good that's, question yeah. how do you how do you talk about these things without driving people away the answer is that you don't have to necessarily say don't stop doing that don't do that you're all doing this um of course i tried that and it didn't yeah. work right, right. Because you learn. Your your first impulse is to say hey, everyone's doing this and he's doing that and it's all haram. Right. But you realize after a while you just wasted your breath. It, that doesn't work, right? What works is, is first you give the motivation. You have to, people have to have a love for Allah first. So you have to teach a lot about the Qudra of Allah, and the Rahmah of Allah, and they have to believe in Allah. And there has to be a lot of uh, belief first. Then you, you, you can mention this is actually a Sunnah. This is actually Makruh, without necessarily uh, making somebody feel bad or feel guilty. And I think I mentioned the other day that everything that we talk about, everybody, there are a lot of really righteous people, but they're struggling with some, maybe a family member is a bad influence. Maybe they themselves are weak. You don't know, sometimes you see a person that's in the deen that's maybe like 70% and they do some bad things that do a lot of good things. You don't know what their family's like. Their family may be so difficult, right? That what they're achieving right now is a miracle, right? right? And that they can't go forward anymore. It'll cause World War III in their household, right? So you have to wait until they get stronger. So there has to be a lot of this sabr. There has to be a lot of sabr with people and the, and the idea of uh, promoting something, an idea and a concept, a sunnah, an obligation or, a, or something like that in the deen without necessarily uh, pointing a finger. You can point the finger all the time, all you want. It just doesn't work. Right, from then that's not that's taken just from experience mm-hmm. because I, I um, just tried to do these things uh, for years and decades, and you just mm-hmm. see, okay, I just wasted all my time, right? right? It just doesn't work, it yeah. may seem dramatic, right? Mm-hmm. And it's an online war. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's all online wars and, and gladiator fighting yeah. on the keyboard, yeah. and you look like a hero. The yeah. fools, the fools, they like the show, right they love watching this drama but you realize like nothing happened except i actually feel full of anger and mm-hmm. hatred right. he hates me i hate him what what are we gain from this the, waste of time
1: we talked about this before how like the the internet world the online world like yeah you're, you're wasting your time
0: because you not just really put something things. out good yeah yeah put something out benefit of benefit if people take it they take it if they don't they don't i actually like this yeah. right because you get a immediate live reaction Right? And you could say stuff and people could text you, right? right. Uh, and you get a gauge of what, what's happening, how are people reacting to it, right. okay? And sometimes people, they, they're really upset by a topic. Sometimes yeah. they feel oh, you offended them. Mm-hmm. You learn over time by interacting. And that's why, as Mike Tyson said, what the internet has taught us is that you can offend people without getting hit, yeah. without a reaction. Yeah. You're constantly offending people, no reaction. No. Those people could never do that in their local mosque. No. That's why they're not in their local mosque. Yeah. They're just online. Can you do ruqya for someone else to do yes, another person could do ruqya for you. It's it is possible. Another person could do in the same way that they could do du'a for you. Another person could do ruqya for you. And Murabita says, Is it known whether or not praying Aisha at a delayed time brings more reward than praying it right after the then? The sunnah of Aisha is that you pray it before you sleep. Unless you plan to stay more than half of the night, then you have to pray it before half the night. Otherwise, it's sinful to delay it past half the night. Okay, uh, but it is from the Sunnah of the Prophet Wasallam that he delayed it to the last thing he did, uh, and the only thing he did after Salatul Isha was was something that was a necessary need for the ummah, or what's called Musamara. Musamara is he would sit with his wife and talk, and bring out the leftover food, and that's called al Musamara, and he'd do that for an hour or so every night. If there was no need all right what else we got how do you balance studying
2: the dean with having kids and work how do you balance who studying
0: the dean while having kids toddlers work um everyone watches tv i'm sure right so how did you fit that in so in the same way that you fit that in watching tv all right you fit in even 20 minutes a week is seeking knowledge as long as you have a curriculum yeah. and you have a set curriculum, you know your curriculum and you're going forth, whether it's book, video, or live class. Mm-hmm. As long as you finish that curriculum, okay, yeah. you're talib alim, even 20 minutes. I remember Sheikh Mohammed iraqoubi answering that question and saying that even if, even if you're a working person and all you could do is an hour a week, yeah. but you're consistent with it and you have a curriculum, you're not just watching any old video, yeah. you're talib okay. alim, right? Isra says. In, in uh, uh, Ruqya, do you touch or blow? There is some hadiths that mention blowing as well. Uh, for example, make and drop blow on your hands and then wipe on the pain or on the whole body. Okay, next question. Uh, what are the subsections
2: of Aqeedah and where should one start within those subsections?
0: The subsections of Aqeedah are Ilahiyat. Divinity, everything related to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then nubuwwat, everything related to the Prophet. Then sam'iyat, everything that Allah and His Messenger commanded us to believe. That is not a rational thing. We'll never know it except through sam'a, in other words, transmission. Okay? Um, afterlife, soul, uh, grave, life in the grave, what the heaven and hell look like, etc. And then the fourth thing is rad al shubuhat, right? Which is Heresiology: Studying mm-hmm. what is a heresy And why it's wrong And how do you respond to it Okay That's very important to Do that mm-hmm. And you have to start of course With ilahiyat You know I have to know why that, Do you believe in Allah Remember Prophets did not come To teach us That there's a God mm-hmm. They're teaching us What Allah says The existence of a creator Is by aql yeah. Aql tells you It's why Allah tells the mushrikeen Don't you think Where did this all come from If it came from multiple gods, how is there order in the universe? You see the sun is in perfect position. Everything's going around it. The sun itself is going around, as we know now. Of Mm -hmm. course, in the past, they didn't know that, but we knew this now, okay? Everything is in perfect order. Look at the human body. It's amazing uh, creation, right? Everything is so perfect. How could you have this order, right? And everything's connected. Mm -hmm. So the human, it's unlike, for example, my iPad and this book, there's no connection, right? (laughs) No right. connection whatsoever. Right. Why? Two different manufacturers. But you will eat a, a plant, okay? That plant will have grown from the earth, which was nourished by the sun, which is how far away? Which is nourished by the rain, which is another distance away, okay? And then it comes out, you eat it, it nourishes your body, and the waste of it goes back and improves the soil. Yep. I mean, that's um that's u- unity of creation indicates there's one maker with amp- uh, 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 immense amounts of knowledge. You can't create a human being without this much knowledge, right? A human being, a horse, would you rather take a male and female horse or a Mercedes or two Mercedes? Right now, at the moment, you'll take two Mercedes, right? In 10 years, your Mercedes is worth nothing. Right. In 10 years, a male and female horse has produced two other horses, right? right? In 20 years, your Mercedes is really worth nothing, right. right? You ain't even sell it for parts. Right. In 20 years, those two horses will produce a whole bunch of other horses, right? right. And you'll just have horse upon horse upon horse upon horse, right? So, with the reproduce. And then, when your Mercedes dies, you're stuck with it. You gotta pay to get it get distributed, you get rid of it, right? Mm-hmm. You got a rotten old Mercedes in your driveway, making your house look bad. If your horse mm-hmm. dies, you just dig a hole and put him in there, right? Yeah. And Biles are great, right? And it improves the soil. Food for the next source. It's food for the for next, next source. So I, Aql itself tells you there's a Nubuwa, prophethood, tells you a lot more about this creator, okay? We have a question here too. Yeah, let's hear it. Right.
1: So, so someone was asking, um, does our religion emphasize on going to therapists for mental health issues, especially if, they're, if they corrupt Ibadah, like OCD, for instance?
0: I think that mostly, the answer is yes to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, and I think though that therapist has to have a uh, uh, has to have a basis in the same beliefs that we have.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I was I was talking to some friends about this, which is, um, can you, you know, a lot of people go to mental health counselors or therapists now, and some people say our our dean has enough stuff in there, that you you don't need that, right? Study the CETA, you can study um, the Sita, you can recite dhikr to calm anxiety issues mm. and things like that. Uh, I mean, what are, what are your thoughts on, I mean, I think there are certain, there's definitely certain mental health issues with a medical component to it that would be similar to going to a doctor yeah. that you would need to go, you know, or I mean, unless you're on such a high spiritual level that maybe you don't need that. But uh, I mean, what are your thoughts on that and advice for, uh, for like Muslims
0: over here? A lot of times, therapists, personally, they talk about how you communicate. Mm -hmm. Right? But I would not go to a therapist who does not share my worldview. That there's a creator, and there's a religious law that we have to recognize too, Mm -hmm. and that that stuff is as important for your mental health as anything else. And that ibad and dua and iman is important for your mental health as anything else. Right? right? So, uh, that's my condition. Now, other... A lot of times, what they're talking about is sort of like um, uh, it, it's it's communication. How are you communicating? How are you talking to people? How are you processing ideas? I think that stuff is sort of neutral in a sense, right? Right? Um, I'm I'm pretty flexible to it, yeah. Uh, and there's definitely mental illness. Anyone who tells you there's no mental illness, yeah. right, and it's all shaitin and ins and gin, it's yeah. false. There is mental illness.
1: Absolutely, right. But but I agree with you that I think. If you're a Muslim, mm-hmm. it makes more sense to go to someone who shares those things. You That's have to go,
0: yeah, pretty because, much you have to. Because it's all to. connected, right? I mean, you, it's you, all connected.
1: Mental, physical, spiritual, it's all in some way, shape, or form connected.
0: 100%. Right? It's all connected. I'd never go to a, a, someone who's going to advise me on my life and how I'm living my life and how I'm processing my thoughts unless they shared the basic worldview that right. but we have a creator and we have a religious law and that's within that world is where we live and we we operate and our uh decision making is all based upon that yeah all right what you got Ryan
2: I got some rapid fire questions all right uh is it more preferred to pray Shafir
0: and Witter Mm -hmm. before you go to sleep or in the last third of the night if you are accustomed the question is is pray Shafir and Witter before sleeping or in the last third of the night. If you are confident that you're gonna wake up in the last third of the night, then it is better to pray it in the last third of the night. If you're not, and you think that you may fall asleep through it, then you pray Shafa and Witr before you sleep. And even if you were to fall asleep through it, in the Maliki Madhab, you can pray Shafa and Witr into the morning. If you pray Fajr, then you, you can't make it up after that, but you can pray it into uh, the Subh period of time or Fajr. If you pray Salat al-Fajr, which the Malikiya call Salat al-Subh, uh, then, then khlas, you can't pray it. But you can pray it up to that. Then you pray Rak'atai al-Fajr, which is a major rahiba. The Prophet said it's better than the Dunya wa Ma This world and everything is in it. Then you pray Fajr. The rahiba, if you miss that, you can make that up, and you should make it up. Yeah, and it's muraghab not farad, of course. It's, it's recommended to make it up as salat al duha in the any time between ishraq or when the when the makruh time is passed until dhuhr okay we got a spicy one now all
2: right let's hear it can tiktok challenges cause divorce for example saying i break up with you prank is that a divorce
0: break <laughs> up with <laughs> oh, oh I, I see what so, you're saying
1: when people when they make jokes about it
0: you're not we're not allowed to do those things we're not totally not allowed to do any of those talks where you're it sounds like divorce it may be interpreted as divorce and by the way musliman allah روع اللَّهُ qiyamah who who startles or scares a muslim okay allah scares him on the day of judgment you're going to get it back wow. in this life or the next it's not allowed to prank a muslim and scare the heck out of him like you can watch those and laugh but a muslim uh, actually maybe even not right because it's not allowed. Mm. Like, you, you walk into the household, someone pops out. It scares you. It scares you. Or puts a, a rope, little string, mm-hmm. across your doorway. You go at night and you trip and fall.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? That stuff is actually not allowed. Mm. As funny as it is, it's actually not allowed. Yeah.
1: So, interesting, because he brought up TikTok in that question. Yeah. And I, I, This is a little bit off topic, but I don't know if you saw this. Um, I, I, was, I was watching an interview and they were talking about how there's a theory that in China, so if, you, if you're in China, right, the TikTok algorithm rewards only uh, useful things, right? So it'll be like kids learning science experiments, engineering oh, okay. things, yeah. you know, educational material, right? So that, because so that's, that's a so government with some sense. That's a government, right. Yeah. But over here, the algorithm... Re- the algorithm rewards the stupidest things. So like dance challenges and it's like a uh, and thing. Thing. It's yeah. a Chinese thing. It's a Chinese thing.
0: They want to dumb down their enemies, uh, their rivals. But it's working. It's 100% working. <laughs> it's, it's working. 100% working. <laughs> it's 100% working, yeah. right? And uh, by, uh, by the way, in terms of breaking up, uh, inshallah, that phrase will not be counted as divorce, right? Because breaking up is not even used for husbands and wives, right? right. It's really used for boyfriends and girlfriends. But it would still be probably closer to sinfulness to even say words like that, that could be ambiguous, right? So a person has to avoid that. Yeah, but these things, uh, you know, that Israel bans, I think Israel has a ban on a lot of pornographic sites, right? Like these people know what's good and bad for their people, right? We're the ones here that are uh, just everything is like a sewer. Just allow everything (laughs) in the name of freedom, you got fooled. I mean, that's I didn't know this, that TikTok does that. That's crazy. What else you got, Ryan?
2: How do you cope with negative feelings towards being unemployed while knowing that risk, it comes from Allah?
0: Risk comes from Allah without a doubt, but it comes to the people who work hard, right? When you get a job and you strived hard, did, uh, was it Allah who gave you the job or did you... Uh, uh, what is it? Was it dua or was it effort? It was Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who gave it to you because of your hard work. The istijaba is by the amal. Because you did amal, you, you, so <laughs> if you're if you're unemployed, here's my advice to you. Sleep early every night, wake up early every morning and don't come home until you're ex- completely exhausted from looking for a job. There's no point, right, to resting and sitting around and being negative. Apply, just send applications out. Right, and, um, and but the rizq is distributed in the morning according to the Messenger so your secret uh, technique is going to be to wake up Fajr's time. Pray Fajr, and that moment until the sun is all the way up, that's where the best time to work, all right, uh, and then to, and to apply. And then don't, don't come home until you're totally exhausted, right, because that's one of the conditions of dua, is that it has to be a sign that you're also helping yourself. All right, next question.
2: Someone asks, for advice they're having this whisper wow. how can a sinner who repents ever be equal to someone who didn't sin at all
0: okay this is a very good question how could a sinner who repents ever be equal ever compete how can he compete with someone who never sinned at all very easily the one who commits sins what does it mean that Allah Taala transforms his bad deeds into good deeds it means that um he has learned from what he learned he's now using that knowledge that he learned from his sins to help those other sinners mm-hmm. so for example the famous story of uh, the way malcolm x that he was able to go back into the uh, the rough parts and to those guys who were doing the same you know petty crimes that he was doing and he was like uh, and fix them up how could he have done that if he hadn't ever lived that life right now, someone like me and you can, maybe you can, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do anything. <laughs> I'm making it clear for everybody. I wasn't doing petty crimes. <laughs> uh, but, uh, we, we don't know how to do this stuff, yeah. right? We, we couldn't talk to them even, right? We, we, we didn't relate. They wouldn't, they wouldn't respect us. Yeah. Like, you don't know what I've, how, the way I've lived, yeah, right? What I've been through. What right. I've been through, right. right? That made me do this. Right. Because nobody does that stuff for fun. Right. Something drove him into that okay and um so they won't even respect you Hmm. so that sinner if he goes back to what he was doing and he learned a thing or two and he helps the people who have fallen into that then the one who didn't sin cannot do that so he beats Hmm. him on that respect on that angle he defeats him yeah all right we got a question from Reed here she says can you explain in detail what makes a wedding haram now, a wedding itself will never be haram, but there will be things in it that are muharram, okay? Al-muharramat in the wedding is going to be the string instruments, okay? And in, in the, the dominant opinion, even the wind percussion, uh, the wind instruments, what's allowed is the percussion instruments. Number two, it's going to be, the mixing should be, there should be a space, Okay? The, the, the gender should have a space in it. When I talked to Sheikh Mahmoud uh, Shabib about this, what, what, what's in the Maliki Madhab? what is separation? He said, space. Okay, so the, even if, let's say, I can only afford one hall, I can't afford two halls, right? Uh, and let's say my, the family, they don't want to put a barrier. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay you have to put a space. Now, if the people come in with perfumes and tight clothes, that's not your problem. You're not taken into account by other people's actions, you're taken back by your actions. And also, al-israf is madhmoom, of course. We know the Prophet صلى الله عليه spoke about uh, israf and the Quran says, إِنَّ الْمُبَادِرِينُ كَانُوا مِنْ إخوان... كانوا إخوان Excess is spending like $50,000 wedding, right? That's, you know, it's excessive. Right, Some people, they're so rich, they make $100,000 a month. So $50,000 wedding is, is is limited for them. So there is a degree of relativity, right. for right. sure. No doubt about that. But within a person's uh, community, we can know the, the way people work, the houses that they have, the cars that they drive, that there isn't a certain expense to what is a reasonable wedding and what is a uh, israf in the wedding.
1: There's, there's plenty of people taking out loans... For weddings, you know about this.
0: No, I didn't there, realize there, there, that
1: there are people, and maybe it's more popular in the desi community, but I, I know of people that take out loans, right? So that's, dealing with riba.
0: Oh, they're taking a ribawi loan. Ribawi loan. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Not even, not even just borrowing from like from parents friends, or something, yeah. right? Or from friends. No, no, a ribawi loan to pay for wedding expenses. And
0: no, that's absurd. And and it's also what's absurd is uh the type of wedding the Prophet ﷺ did not like that only invites the rich. Hmm. And then what you end up with is a lot of competition. If there is a feeling, a vibe that between families or between people that there's a competitiveness. Oh,
1: that exists for sure.
0: Yeah, that, that's also, because you can't put a, put a finger on that and you can't point mm-hmm. to it, but you know it's there. So mm-hmm. it ends you up in the area where it's, it's, it's uh, in the Karahiyah, discouraged, it's- disliked by a lot to have this kind of things, um, uh, you know, this kind of competition. Let's take a question from Malik Talzif. Sheikh, I'm currently chatting with a girl. We haven't shared any stuff like pics, and if I would marry her, will it be called a halal marriage, keeping in view my pre-existing relationship with her? Again, there's there is there's no such thing as a halal marriage and a haram marriage as long as the conditions are there, that she is a Muslimah that you're marrying, and you're a Muslim, and, mm. right? Because and to marry, of course, a Jewish or Christian woman would be... In makru, mm-hmm. And in the lands of non-believers, even more makruh. okay? Mm-hmm. But, so in that sense, you're able to marry. You went the right way. You went to her wali, her dad, if she's never been married before, mm-hmm. right? And you you know, took permission. You didn't do something that was, was, for. you didn't miss out on any of the conditions of marriage. You paid a, a dowry or agreed upon a dowry to be paid forthcoming in the future uh, at a certain date. So you fulfilled all the conditions. Yeah, so now you are, inshallah, you make the intention that that is the kafara for, that I was talking to her in a way that wasn't uh, according to the sunnah. So for example, khalwa, if you were doing khalwa, that's haram. So how do you do kafara for that? Do it in the halal way, right? Let's say we were uh, chatting excessively and there was like shahawat between us uh, online. Mm-hmm. So online is not necessarily it won't qualify as khalwa but there can be maharim, haram uh, happening muharramat I should say uh, happening there speaking you know in a way that's uh, wouldn't be appropriate so there could be haram there so you don't the, the 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 solution is not to cut the girl up the solution is to marry her in the halal right if you can so that would be inshallah a kafara for this person's sins yeah
2: is there a limit to husn and where it becomes foolishness?
0: That's a great question. And, and is there a limit to Husn And the answer to that is from the hadith, the Prophet said, Ihtarisu bi su'l Guard yourself with having a bad opinion of people. Like what? Very simple rule. In anything where you could be harmed, you should begin with su Like what? If you're a man and a, a guy's coming to propose to your wife, uh, to your daughter, hope not. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> He's coming to propose to your daughter. Yeah. Are you going to have, oh, just marry him, right? right. No, you have two of them. You are not marrying until you prove yourself. Mm. When you go for a job, you're not getting the job until you prove yourself. When you fly with, when you travel with somebody, when you live with somebody, when you choose a neighbor, all of these, when you choose any contract that you're going into, mm. anything where you can be harmed or your dependents can be harmed. You you start off with su'udhan, okay? Mm-hmm. This this relationship is not happening, it's as a default until it proves that it could happen. Where do you do husn al is where um, something happened in the past, right? Someone said a word that you thought was a little bit odd, right? And so you can have husn al because it's in the past anyway, right? right? And you're not investing anything in it. That's where you have husn al Makes sense? Yeah. Okay. Let's take a question from Muzamil Khan. He says, Many times I came across this saying of Ibn al Qayyim that when a dua comes on the lips of a leader, a sign that Allah wants to give it to you. Inshallah, it is. Um, that uh, is a, a, a saying from Ibn al Qayyim and many, many of the ulama. Uh, it says that. Uh, turid uh, talaba. لم it's even from the early generations. لم oh Allah, if you did not want this for me, you would not have inspired me to keep. Now Alhamtani Okay. الدعاء, okay if you're inspired for a dua, that means you're keeping going for a long time. You don't stop. Non stop. And different types of ibadat in order to attain this, this matter then the ulama say inshallah that it is a sign that allah wants to give it to a person the sign that he does not want to give it to you is you give up on it mm-hmm. or something else comes and you you become content with that which is fine i really wanted to work let's say at a certain uh, company but then i got an offer from another company i'm totally fine with that all right that you yourself are willing that is also your ijaba of that dawah but if you persist and continue to to give a dua on a certain, make a dua on a, on a certain uh, matter, and you're just like relentless on it, then inshallah that is a sign. And if it, if it comes with removing sins and doing more good deeds in order to, to attain that goal of yours, then that's another sign, right? And then, uh, as the Prophet said, you have to have absolute certainty with the ijabah. Don't mind when people say, oh, but you may be answered it from another. Yes, that's true, but that's not my business. It may be answered to you in the Akhira. It may be saved as reward for the Akhira, etc. That's not my business. My business is what the Prophet said. Allah wa antum bil ijaba. بِالْإِجَابَةِ I'm absolutely certain. If Allah wants something else for you, He will shift your heart in a good way. Mm-hmm. He will shift your heart, not through a major disappointment, in a way that is good for you. Right? Salman Ansari wish we could have these on youtube they are on youtube 110 and they're going to go on to the podcast too so if you got Sufi society podcast on mm-hmm. you can go there all right so they are available there and thank you Timur, the Arab, for answering that k majid how often these live streams monday through thursday 1:30 p.m these live streams monday through thursday 1:30 p.m uh can we hold the musha for mobile phone for no effort in the medical method the answer is yes if you're reciting Quran, you're allowed to do that from the phone or from the mushaf. But you make sure that you put the mushaf somewhere loft, somewhere high, like a table or something, as opposed to on the ground or making sujood with it. Because your hands got to touch the ground, right? right. Does the concept of burnout, burnout exist in Islam 110%? And we, I think we have all see it, right? Absolutely. I think we all see it, right? Uh, burnout is if you're not balanced in your Islam and if you're not a balanced person in general and you don't balance your deen and your dunya... A person could very easily burn out. Yeah. A person could just be so tired of the deen. The Prophet ﷺ said, these people, they go through. They go so extreme, mm-hmm. they go through. That's like, if you have a deer that's next to you, you don't need to pull all the way. Right. The arrow goes through the deer. That's not good, yeah. right? Uh, but if you had a deer and that's next to you, you pull it a little bit. So likewise, you got to measure in things. Shaytan, if he can't stop you, he pushes you off the cliff. Mm. right if you're trying to go quick in the dean he pulls you pulls you pulls you if he can't stop you he just push you off the cliff yeah. that's extremism all right ryan let's hear it what does balancing the dean and dunya
2: look like though is it like a 50 50 thing or what does it look like
0: what is balancing dean and dunya look like you go to the pious people of your community and see how they live that's the best answer right because there's there's so many variables like mm. your age your responsibilities, right? your state, your condition. Sometimes a person, let's say someone's a drug addict, right? There's a place up north where they have a farm. They have these ideas. They want to live like this on a farm, right? Mm -hmm. They do farm work all day and then they sleep in a place and the sheikh gives them lessons and then they just repeat that. That's really good for someone who has had trauma or has like really bad habits. He needs to be controlled. And I, I have seen drug addicts Go there, that's what benefits for them. So someone who's on an extreme, balance for them is going to be different. So everything has balance, even the concept of balance. Right? Sometimes mm-hmm. you actually need to be at a little bit on extreme to balance out another extreme. Right? Uh, Ali Faith says, Why in the Qur'an jinns who serve Prophet Suleiman were shayateen? He enslaved shayateen al-jinn. What? Sayyidina Suleiman was able to control the... The demons of the jinn. Oh wow. He was able to control them. That's why they're called Shaotina Jinn. Not all of them were good. Alright. Uh let's take one more from Ryan's side. Can someone switch between Maturidi
2: and Ashari
0: um, can someone switch between the Ashari and the Maturidi akidah? Um I suppose that there's they're both accepted Akhida opinions, so I suppose that there's no harm in that. Allah. Yeah. I couldn't see what there would be a harm in that you know the differences are in such the 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 the, the the granular level of things alright last question here taqwa muhsinah cutting off relations is a barrier to the acceptance of dua it could be and a person should not cut off relations but what you are allowed to do is avoid harm and there's a big difference between cutting off relations okay and avoiding harm alright let's stop here Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik, ilaha illa anta, nastaghfirukun tubu ilayk. We ask Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala to accept from us this session of dawah and this session of answering people's questions. And may Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq to answer them properly. And may Allah accept this ibadah from us and this khidmah and keep us uh, until the day we die in maqam uh, khidmah. Uh, the khidma, uh, maqam of Khidmah to the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam in a way that pleases Allah and His Messenger. We ask Allah subhanahu wa taala to always keep on our tongues the dua that pleases Him from us. We ask Allah taala to give us Ijaba of our da'awat. We ask Allah subhanahu wa taala to keep us in Ibadah and in humility and in a position to be able to give Sadaqa to the people. We ask Allah taala to bless our wealth and and if it is difficult. Uh, then to make it easy. If it is far, to make it near. If it is haram, to make it halal. If it is, ma- uh, if it is uh, little, then to increase it. If it is non-existent, then to make it exist. We ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to make none more beloved to us than His most beloved Sayyidina Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We ask Allah for all those who are sick in our Ummah, gives them a speedy shifa. All those who have passed away recently, give them jannatul firdaus, and for our parents, to give them jannatul firdaus without hisab. We ask Allah for our children that He makes them love iman and make it sweet inside of their hearts, and for all of our children to make them hate kufr and deviation and disobedience and make it distasteful and hatred, hate, hated in their hearts. Lastly, we ask that Allah. Make none more beloved to us than his most beloved said the qunay said na muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam wa salamu alayh yeah, mustafa ya nurani nur
2: allah ya khatam al anbiya ya sayyid al mursalin ya mustafa mustafa ya nurani nur allah ya khatam al anbiya ya sayyid al mursalin ya rab al alam الله الله صل على طه الأمين الله الله في كل وقت وحين الله الله انلأ قلبي باليقين الله الله ثبتني
1: على هذا الدين الله الله
2: وفي اللي والمسلمين الله الله تعرف سال الله الله استبوي موي جس بدين الله الله نسر بن تاني قدين الله الله زشتيات ستنين الله الله جاس استني
1: الله الله الله, الله, الله
2: الله الله حسبي ربي جل الله ما في قلبي غير الله الله, الله, الله أنت الهادي أنت الحق الله الله ليس الهادي إلا هو الله الله